Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast. I love you, now go to sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin. It was nighttime in Rainbow City. The stars were out. There was a light breeze. The summer had given way to fall, and Dashy had come to visit. Dashy had been taking photos in Rainbow City all day and hanging out with True and Barnaby. She was trying to document everything that happened in this magical city where people lived in colorful mushrooms, where buses had faces and talked, where the people were so peculiar being a simple shape with arms, legs, and eyes. She was staying the night with her friend True. She wasn't going to go back to the octopod just yet. She was going to stay for another day. Tomorrow morning, they were going to go play in the fall leaves. According to Barnaby, it was one of his favorite things. Yeah, I love putting them in big piles. The higher, the better. And then you get your distance. You run, 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 jump. And into the pile of leaves you go. And they go everywhere. It's so beautiful. Yeah, he loves it so much, said True. He's pretty funny to watch. I believe it, said Dashy, and I'm going to take pictures of it too. A ninja cat playing in the leaves? Who wouldn't want to see that? The internet will love it. True said, what's the internet? Barnaby said, oh, fall is going to be so great. Leaves are going to be so much fun. I wish it were tomorrow, right now. You gotta go to sleep first, said True. Finish your hot chocolate. They all sat at the kitchen table, drinking their hot chocolate by candlelight. All right, it's time to go to sleep. Good night, everybody. Good night, Barnaby. Good night, Dashy, said Barnaby. Dashy was sleeping in the guest room. True and Barnaby slept in their rooms. The lights in the mushroom house went out and moonlight filled the rooms. Dashie was very comfortable. She was sleeping on her own mushroom bed. She was sleeping on the mushroom top. It was soft and squishy, but it was very comfortable. She had been given snacks by her host, which she thought were quite delicious. She tucked in, checking in with the aquanauts on the octopod. She said goodnight and put her radio aside. She left the window open just to crack because she liked the cool air that came from the evening. As she began to sleep, though, she felt a little uneasy. She heard sounds outside her window. (coughs) What was that? Probably just my imagination, thought Dashy. (coughs) She heard more sounds outside her window. She was nervous, but she thought, It's Rainbow City. Nothing's going to happen in Rainbow City. Then, all of a sudden, from her window, she saw a big hand. The hand slowly pushed the window open. And there stepped in a huge, ugly troll. He had to fit his massive body through the little window. He had a big round nose, a tiny patch of hair on the top of his head. You could best describe him as a sturdy potato filled with rocks. His skin was cracky and gray, and he was wearing tattered, nasty-smelling clothes. In fact, he smelled 
like old stinky shoes covered in an earwax sauce. The troll looked around and sniffed the air. <laughs> and as he looked around, that's when he noticed Dashie in bed. She laid still, but only for a moment. She had her camera with her. She thought, okay, maybe he won't see me, but if he does, I'll be ready. The troll didn't need to see. He could smell her. <laughs> ah, there you are. She went, yipe, took her camera out, snapped a picture. The flash went off. The troll went, my eyes. He swung his hands back, hitting the light on the ceiling. It was turned off, but as he fell against the wall, he hit the light switch and it turned on. He made a horrible racket. Dashie said, help, 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 help. Into the room right away came Barnaby, followed by True. Barnaby said, what's going on? True said, what's the matter, Dashie? Dashie said, troll. Troll? They looked. Gathering himself up from the ground was the troll. He looked even worse in the light. Before they could do anything, he slammed the door shut. And then, looking at Dashie, he said, I'm going to make fish biscuits out of you. True and Barnaby were on the other side of the wall. They said, Dashie, Dashie. Barnaby said, we got to get in that door. He tried to push and push, but eventually he had to use his cat ninja skills, and he pushed the door open. The room was empty. The troll was gone. So was Dashie. Only her camera was left behind. Oh no, said Barnaby. What was that? How was there a troll in here? And why does this room smell like old shoes and earwax? True said, I don't know where that troll came from. We've never had trolls here, not in a hundred years. Then Barnaby said, well, then technically you have had trolls here, just it's been a really long time. True said, I guess you're correct. We need help right away. Well, how are we going to find her? True thought for a minute, and then she said, wait, maybe she took a picture of the troll. They took True's camera. Uh, they took um, Dashie's camera. And picked it up and scrolled through her pictures. The last photo she took was indeed of the troll. Barnaby thought, look at him. He looks like he lives in the mountains. He looks like he lives where the weather is rough. I must be where he's taking her, into the mountains where it's stormy all the time. True said, then that's where we need to go, but we're going to need help. Where are we going to get our help from? We need to call Astro, said True. We need to call her now. Barnaby said, right. Barnaby rushed upstairs, fumbled around in a trunk, and pulled out a glowy crystal ball. He took the ball down the stairs, stumbled once, and almost dropped it. True said, be careful, don't crack that. Barnaby says, got it. He brought it over to the table and set it down. True took the ball in her hands, and then closed her eyes and said, Astro, Astro, are you there? Are you there? The ball began to glow, pink, bubbly, sparkly. Astro's horse face appeared with her unicorn horn and said, Hi, True. It's so late. What can I do for you? True said, No time to talk, Astro. We need your help. Our friend Dashie was staying with us in our house, and a troll broke in and took her. The last thing I heard him say was, I'm going to make fish biscuits out of you. Oh, no, said Astro. How can I help? True said, I don't know, but if you could come here, maybe we could figure something out. She said, all right, I'll be there right away. Within a few minutes, a yellow portal had appeared in the sky, bright and glowing. It filled the street where it had appeared as it was nighttime. 
the magic swirling almost crazily, like uh, wisps of yellow smoke swirling and swirling upon itself. The tunnel opened, and out came Astro. She had used the portal to travel from where she lived, the place where the trees meet the water. I'm here, I'm here. Atru said, thank you for coming. We need to get Dashi back as soon as possible. Astro said, hmm, we need to figure out which way he went. Barnaby said, we know he lives in the mountains. We could tell because we got a picture of him. He's hideous. And he smells terrible. He smells terrible? Yeah, he smelled really bad. Astro thought, huh, maybe we can use that to our advantage. True, can you get a wish that can follow bad smells? Chu thought, ah, yes, I can. We need to go to the wishing tree right now and wake up Z. Astro said, hop on. She created her usual magic cloud beneath her feet. The two friends hopped on and they flew fast to the center of the town, to the highest hill where the wishing tree was quietly slumbering. They went in through the trunk, and there was Z's library. All the wishes were quietly asleep in their little pods, and Z was nowhere to be found. We don't have time to find him, said Barnaby. That's right, said True. True just yelled, Z! as loud as she could. All the wishes woke up, and as they woke up, they glowed, filling the whole interior of the tree with what seemed like magical Christmas lights. Z said, who's there? True said, it's me, True. Where are you? We need help right now. From out of the leaves was lowered Z. He slept in a tree hammock. He rubbed his eyes and said, True, what are you doing here? What's going on? Astro, what are you doing here too? Astro said, our friend Dashie's been taken by a mountain troll. Z said, a mountain troll? We haven't had those here for over a hundred years. Well, we got him now, said um, Barnaby, and we got to do something about it because he took our friend and he said he's going to turn her into fish biscuits. Z said, oh no, uh, what do you need from me? Astro said, we need a wish that can follow bad smells and we need it quick before the smell leaves. Okay, let me see. He looked at all his wishes and said, here, here. He gave one wish to True and said, True, be careful, use this wish it can last for a while, but it doesn't last forever. True said, okay. Thank you so much, said Barnaby. Thank you, said Astro. The friends rushed out. Z said, I hope you find your friend. They went back to the scene of the crime where Dashie had been taken. They walked into the bedroom. Barnaby said, yep, it still smells like stinky shoes in here. True pulled out her wish and said, little wish, we need you to follow this bad stinky shoe smell and find our friend. The little yellow wish smiled and looked at her and then did a peculiar thing. It turned into a large nose wearing glasses. The nose had feet coming out of the base of its nostrils and it would sniff. <laughs> it was quite something to see, very strange indeed, a little unsettling. But it didn't matter. They needed this magical nose to follow this nasty smell. The nose seemed to hop around the room, getting a good sniff and a good whiff, identifying just the right odor. And then in a moment, its nose grew and pointy, grew pointy and pointed the direction they needed to go. Astro said, hop on the cloud. Nose, lead the way. The nose pointed them from the front of the cloud. Every direction they went was the direction the nose had pointed. This troll was moving fast, which made sense because he was very big. He had a big stride. 
Before long, they had left the city, they had left the country, and entered the forest. The ground was moist and wet, so as they entered, they immediately saw tracks from the troll that they hadn't seen in the city and in the meadows. The nose continued to point, but something interesting was happening. What's happening to the nose, said Barnaby? It's getting smaller. True said, that's what Z said. He said the nose isn't going to last forever. Its magic's going to run out, and when it does, we better know where... We better know where our friend is. The nose did indeed. Find Dashi. We need to find out where Dashi is. The nose did indeed run out, and as it ran out of magic, it went and disappeared. Oh no, we're still nowhere near the troll. They looked around. The tracks were there, but the tracks were going up into the mountains and it was rocky. Oh, we may be too late. How are we going to find her in all these rocks in this mountain? They looked up, and luckily, they had covered enough ground to catch up to the troll. They could see him. He was carrying a torch to light his way, and the light, the yellow light contrasted with the blue moonlit mountain. There he is. All right, we need to be careful. He's going into that cave. That must be where he lives. Okay, he still has Dashi. We have time to save her. We gotta be super quiet. They got off the cloud. They couldn't fly. That would cause too much tension to be had. So they would have to sneak up the path behind the troll. They moved as quietly as they could on the stone, making as little sound as they could until they came to the entrance of the cave. Barnaby went, Oh, the smell is so bad! I can smell something different too, said True. I'm not sure what it is. Astro said, He's cooking something. Or at least he's starting to cook something. They peered in. The troll's cave was green lit. Different from the torchlight he was carrying earlier, he had some sort of magical cauldron and flame, and he was cooking. They saw Dashi in the cage, hanging above the cauldron. I wonder why he hasn't cooked her yet. Shh, I can hear them talking. They listened in. Surprisingly, they heard an argument. The troll was saying, I don't think that's right at all. How could you even say that? And Dashi said, Listen to me. You're going to turn me into fish biscuits. You need to know what fish biscuits are. I eat fish biscuits all the time. I've got lots of friends that make them. They're called the Vegimals. I've never heard of a Vegimal. How do I know they know how to make fish biscuits? They do, and they're delicious. But because you're a troll, you can't do delicious because you think delicious is disgusting. So if you follow this fish biscuit recipe that you have, you're going to turn me into a delicious fish biscuit, which you can't even eat because it won't taste disgusting. The troll thought for a minute and then said, You know, you may be right. How do I make fish biscuits taste disgusting? So to me, they're delicious. Dashi said, Okay, you listen to me. We got to cook this all wrong so it turns out right. Barnaby was listening from the cave. What is she doing? Why is she helping him cook her? Astro thought, she's not helping him. She's buying time. She knows we're coming to get her. If she can make enough time, she can get the troll to... She can probably get away from the troll with our help. Oh, that's a brilliant idea, said Astro. Or said True. How are we going to get to her, though? <sighs> the troll's too big. If we try to get Dashi, he'll stop us all just because he's so big. I can try using my magic on him, but trolls are magical creatures too. But they're kind of like anti-magic. Any magic you use on them 
They just absorb. It doesn't do anything to them. Barnaby thought, what if I use my ninja cat skills? I don't know if your ninja cat skills are quite up to this task, said Shrew. Well, we gotta do something. He's gonna cook her soon. We need a distraction. Barnaby, we're gonna use your ninja cat skills after all. You're going to be the distraction. Barnaby said, me? I don't know if I can be a distraction. He's a really big troll. Asher said, we've got to save Dashie. Barnaby said, okay, what do you need me to do? Here's the plan, said True. But we have to buy a little more time. There was whispering in a huddle. The troll had just about had enough of this conversation with Dashie. I don't think you know how to cook fish biscuits. I'm going to cook you the way I think I should cook you. Dashie said, well, wait, 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 wait. Have you ever tried uh, um, animal crackers? Animal crackers? What's that? It's kind of like fish biscuits, only they're shaped like animals. I think you've wasted enough of my time. It's time to eat. The troll reached up to the cage and began to open it. Dashie tried to hold the cage open, but the troll was too strong. The troll pulled the cage door open and Dashie said, no, 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 no. Just at that moment, Barnaby came out of the air doing a triple flip. He landed on the top of the cage and he had a stick with him. He smacked the troll's finger and the troll went, where'd you come from? And Barnaby said, I'm a ninja cat. I come from everywhere. I'm going to get you. The troll began to swipe and try to catch Barnaby. But Barnaby was a cat and he was very fast. He would dodge, weave, flip, jump, crawl, somersault, and roll. He slowly tried to get the troll to move away from Dashie's cage, being the distraction, and he did. Taking his stick, he flipped a bit of green juice from the bubbling cauldron into the troll's eye, and the troll went, Ow! That hurt! The troll continued to pursue Barnaby. Meanwhile, True and Astro snuck in from behind. Now, Dashie was way high up hanging from the ceiling, and they couldn't quite reach her because they weren't as dexterous as, um... The Dashie troll. Well, they weren't as good at um, climbing and doing ninja stuff like uh, Barnaby, but that was okay. Barnaby. True said, hey, Dashie. And Dashie said, guys, you came to get me. I was trying to buy as much time as I could. Astro said, we know. We got to get you down. Dashie said, but how? Astro waved her magic unicorn horn. She created a rainbow that came out and created a set of rainbow stairs that went all the way up to Dashie's cage. The rainbow stairs went all the way up to Dashie's cage and Dashie came hopping down. Barnaby was starting to get tired and this troll was getting closer and closer. True said, okay, we need to move into the next phase of our plan. It's almost time. What are we going to do, said Dashie? Follow our lead. The three didn't go out of the cave. They went deeper into it. And then they started making noise. Yoo-hoo! Yoo-hoo! Mr. Troll! Mr. Troll! The troll stopped swiping up Barnaby and turned around. He saw that his lunch had escaped her cage, or his dinner had escaped her cage, and had more friends. He thought, Well, well, well. Looks like I'll be having lots of fish biscuits tonight. Astro said, Don't you need fish to make fish biscuits? Dashie said, technically, no, we eat fish biscuits all the time and they're not made of fish. Why are we having this conversation, said True. Run! The troll chased them around the cave. With three of them, he had trouble deciding who he was going to try and catch. He got turned around, got twisted up, 
stumbled on his own feet and fell to the ground. All right, everybody to this cave entrance now. Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast. I love you, now go to sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly, so yeah, they can be structurally kind of rough. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. To be fair, Astro's not always in the stories. Many of these adventures feature just my kids' favorite cartoon characters from whatever cartoon they are watching at the moment, but Astro was the genesis for these bedtime stories and this podcast. I record these stories on my phone in my kids' room, and it's common to have my daughters interject during the story to make sure the plot is going in their approved direction. Sometimes the stories are long and sometimes short. Sometimes I get really into the stories, and sometimes it's just been a long day. Sometimes these stories get rowdy, and sometimes these stories can even be a bit scary. Though I do my best to keep things on the up and up with my five-year-old and her younger sisters. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them, usually. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin.